Hi, welcome to Moments with Marilyn. I'm your host, Marilyn Boyer, the mom of 14 homeschool kids who love the Lord and love each other. I absolutely love encouraging young moms, and it's my passion to provide you with tips and tools to make your journey easier. Thanks for joining us today. Today we are actually going to talk about homeschooling with newborns. This is a question that came in from one of our customers, one of our listeners. I absolutely love feedback from you. If you have a question that you would like to hear me address, please let me know. Just email it to me and I will be happy to incorporate that if it's something that I can't answer. So this is a question that came in. A new mom um, has older kids and how do you homeschool with newborns? It is a challenge. So before we get started, let me remind you to sign up for our podcast. Um, you can also sign up on our website, which is characterconcepts.com. We'd love to send freebies. We send free audios every month. Um, there's just a lot of benefits to signing up. So please do that. So homeschooling with newborns. For many years, I had a newborn, a toddler, and a preschooler all at the same time, plus older kids. My kids were all about 18 months to two years apart. And I know from experience that it can be really challenging. I have a picture of one of my toddlers sitting on the middle of the dining room table, taking all the caps off the markers and throwing them every which way. And, you know, it's hard to pull it all together, um, you know, when you've got a lot of different ages like that. But it would seem to me like a kind of a pattern just before the baby comes. You know, you're getting ready for the baby. You're trying to get things in order. You're trying to get routines established. And it seems like you kind of have things under semi-control. And then a new baby comes. And whoa. And, you know, it's not that the new baby takes that much time. I mean, new babies sleep a lot. They nurse and sleep. But just having that extra responsibility, it seems like it throws the whole schedule into a tailspin and it makes it really overwhelming. I remember thinking if I could get one thing accomplished today besides just survival, I'm doing good. <clears throat> so just adding that baby to the mix is, is a challenge. You know, each baby has a different schedule. I found most of my babies were large but I had a couple small babies, small-ish babies, and the smaller ones needed to nurse more. Different babies have different needs and different schedules, and when they're brand new, it's like, whoa, you know, what is this baby's schedule? What's best for this baby? And it seems like it would take a few months for the baby to kind of settle into a schedule. That changes, you know, when they start. If they take a growth spurt or if they're teething, all that can change. But after a few months, they kind of settle into what's best for them. Some of my newborns needed to nurse every couple hours. Some would go four hours. It's just difference in the child. And recognize that this is a season. Um, you know, sometimes you can feel like my life is going to be crazy like this forever. But it is a season, and it does change. It does vary. Some babies also are very sensitive to schedule and to taking them out and about away from home. I had one baby, newborn, who wanted his own bed, and if he was not in his own bed, he would not sleep. You know, if we went to church and we went to a restaurant, whatever, he was fussy. 
He just wanted to sleep in his own bed. I had another that was totally oblivious. You could uh, put him in the car seat, go to church, carry him in in the car seat. He'd stay asleep, never even know he'd been in church. So babies are different. Their needs are different, and you need to learn to adapt to that. But, you know, try to enjoy the season while it lasts. I kept my newborns in a bassinet or a cradle next to my bed in my room. And at night, I would just reach over and bring them into bed with me so that I felt like I could get my proper sleep. I actually kind of enjoyed that quiet time with the newborn, especially when I had a busy household and a lot of kids. There wasn't another time of the day where I just got to enjoy holding and snuggling that newborn. So I think it's a lot about your attitude. If you're focused on, oh, I'm losing sleep, I need to sleep, I need to sleep, instead of, hey, you know, this is some time where I can snuggle this baby and appreciate having a newborn. So a lot of it is in our attitude. And you know, God knows what we can handle and God plans our schedule. And we can't always stick to the schedule we had before the newborn comes. It just doesn't work that way. It is best to try to stick to some kind of semblance of schedule for the older kids so they know what to expect and it's not total chaos. It needs to be adjusted. We need to adjust our expectations. But here's a few little tips. When I had a newborn, I generally had a toddler too, and I would use that time when I was nursing my newborn to read to my toddler. And I found the toddler looked forward to times when mom would nurse the baby because that's when I would call them over and they'd sit next to me and snuggle and would read books. And that was their special time. It's almost like they didn't even notice the baby was there and that I was feeding the baby. Instead of feeling like the baby's taking all your energy and your time and there's no time left for them. Another thing I did before um, I would get a baby doll, especially for the girls, and I would give them a new baby doll before my baby was born. And as I was taking care of my baby, they could diaper their baby or feed their baby with a little bottle or whatever. And, you know, it just kind of was a good way for that toddler to um, adjust to having a newborn in the home. I also would tell them, Often, this is your baby brother or your baby sister, and you get to help mommy care for him or her. And I'd talk in this funny little baby voice, and I won't tell you that voice now, but I would, I would pretend I was the baby talking to the toddler, saying, I am so glad you're my big sister or my big brother. I love you. And it just kind of helped to verbalize. The toddler would, would verbalize back, I love you too. And, you know, I would just concentrate on telling them often that their job was to help take care of that newborn and to meet the needs of the newborn. Involve them as much as you can in the little chores. Send them to get diapers or wipes or take diapers to the trash or getting the pacifier or the blanket or the burp cloth. When mom would burp the new baby, they would burp their little baby doll. And, you know, I found you can do school with the older kids while you're nursing a baby. The nursing babies generally are not a problem. Um, you know, they're quiet, they're happy if they're nursing, and you can sit at the table and do school with the older kids while you're nursing a baby. <clears throat> 
But however, you know, you're not going to be able to do everything the way you normally do it if you didn't have a newborn. So learn to adjust your expectations. I would make ample use of audiobooks. Kids learn so much through audiobooks and they don't even realize they're learning. It's so much fun. And we've got a bunch of options we can help you with on our website, Character Concepts. And we also have an audio club um, where you can download two audiobooks every month for $10. And we've got so many selections. We've got scripture, we've got history, we've got adventure. And kids love that. You know, I've had kids beg for longer nap times because we'd play the audios at nap times. But you can use this for learning time. Your kids can be learning history, they can be learning scripture. While you are bathing the baby, tending to the baby's needs, your kids can be doing fun learning by the use of audiobooks. Audiobooks are wonderful. And if you get your children while they're young, used to listening to audiobooks, instead of occupying them with TV or internet where images change, you will actually build their attention span. They will enjoy listening. And when you listen to a story, you visualize what's happening. When you hear about people in history and you're visualizing that, it's so much better than watching a TV program because all the images are before you. And, and very soon, I'm going to actually do a podcast um, interviewing an expert on what a lot of screen time does to kids' brains, and it's not really a good thing. But audiobooks is totally different, and if you develop a pattern for getting your kids used to listening to audiobooks, you will be so glad that you did. They can even do stuff like playing with Legos or you know, building with blocks while they're listening to an audiobook, and they can be learning while they're doing it. So make use of audiobooks, especially after you've got a new baby. <clears throat> Get a supply of learning activities that don't need a lot of supervision. One of our favorites, I would cut shapes out of construction paper, different colors, different shapes, and I'd give the little ones glue sticks, and they could just glue the shapes down onto paper and make all kinds of pictures on their own. Use their imagination to make pictures. Play-Doh, we had our own recipe of making Play-Doh. It uses flour, salt, water, cream of tartar. And it makes a Play-Doh that's not uh, crumbly. <coughs> and we had little molds and little plastic knives for them to cut the Play-Doh. And they would do that for hours. I would, if it was springtime, I would let them go outside on a little kid's table and play with Play-Doh. If it was winter time, I would put a plastic cloth down under my table, which would catch any Play-Doh that did fall. And Play-Doh would occupy my kids for hours, especially if you've got all those fun things, uh, the little molds. For girls, there were little cakes and pizzas and food they could make out of Play-Doh. For the boys, there were a lot of cow molds and horse molds and there was a little farm and they would play with that for hours and use their imagination. Also, <clears throat> after you have a baby, it might be time to let up a little bit on some of the very intensive academics and focus on character training. You know, teach your kids to be sensitive to their new baby brother or sister. Help them to use initiative to help mommy to anticipate needs. Oh, the baby just spit up. I'm going to run and get mommy a burp cloth. To have compassion for the baby when they're crying. Um, 
kind of a funny story that Rick likes to tell when our daughter Kelly was little and our daughter Casey was the newborn. She was crying and fussing and I was getting ready for church, I think, and I was telling her, I'll be there, mommy will be there soon. She needed to nurse. And Kelly went over and she was patting her and she said, it's okay, it's okay. Mommy will be there soon, it's okay. Now, shut up. <laughs> you know, she get tired of hearing her fuss and cry. But, you know, teach your kids to be sensitive to the newborn. You're training them for being a mom. You know, um, also, if you've got older kids, go to the library, get a pile of books, shift the focus from the subjects that you're, you're, that are intensive, like math, that you need to be there to explain every concept, and let them do things like history, science, biographies, how-to books, how does this work. You can catch up on math later. But, you know, you need to change your expectations because you've got a different schedule. You've got a newborn in the home. You don't need to necessarily lower your expectations. Just change them for this season. And as I say, in a few months, babies generally settle down to where you can know when they're going to be napping. And maybe that's when you'll want to do math with the older kids. You know, babies cry. It's their only form of communication. So instead of letting it irritate you, reach out and teach your kids, you know, don't be irritated that the baby's crying. That means they have a need. So let's see if you can figure out what the baby needs. Maybe we need to change the baby. Maybe the baby's hungry. Maybe they just want their big brother or sister to pat them on the back for a few minutes. And as the baby gets a little bit older, I always had this little swing, and I would set it in the room that we did school in. And the baby loves, the babies love watching their older brothers and sisters. I mean, it's like their form of entertainment, watching their brothers and sisters. So I would just sit them there in their little swing, and they would sit there and watch while we did school. But, you know, make time to enjoy your baby. And if you do this, it will spill over to your kids. If you're resenting your care, if you're saying, oh, I'm not getting enough sleep, I need more sleep, and the baby's interrupting, I'm trying to do school with the kids, that's going to spill over to your kids. <clears throat> you want to enjoy the baby, you want to include the kids, and the joy is going to spill over. It's time for the older kids to develop a servant's heart. I remember after I had my 10th child, my older kids made me cream of wheat every morning for breakfast for about um, three months, I think, they made cream of wheat. And taking responsibility is good for them. Praise the older kids when they take responsibility, when they see, use initiative, when they are, be, are helpful and they want to help. Praise them for that. Let them know that you need them because you do. You know, as mom, you can't do everything yourself. You're going to be a little bit more tired. You might need to take a nap in the afternoon. But let them know you would have trouble managing without them. And the baby's part of our family. You know, if we're all working together to make this work, the kids are going to feel more important and more needed, and they are. Enjoy watching the baby learn and grow. Share fun stories and observations, and your joy will spill over to your other kids. We would tell stories. We would laugh about things the baby was doing or learning, and it's just part of family life. Um, if you've got older kids, let them take pictures of the baby and make albums, record their firsts, invest in that little brother or sister. 
I had one daughter that loved taking pictures and she loved making picture albums and that was a good thing for her to do. She was investing in that baby. And as the baby gets older, grows into a child, they love looking back and seeing the pictures of when they were little and hearing about the first the little things that they did. Do less drudge in the school to compensate for them taking care, taking part in the care for the child. You know, we tend to think math, geography, language, this is the only type of school. But God plans our lessons for us. And if he's given us a new child, a new baby, he knows what's best. And it's time for everybody to give care to that child. <clears throat> there are times that I thought, oh, Lord, not now. This is not a good time for me to get pregnant. Why am I pregnant now? For instance, when my son Josh had leukemia, I thought, oh, you know, why now, Lord? But as I look back in retrospect, having a newborn in the house gave him a distraction from his pain and his illness, and he loved the little kids. You know, it was a joy for him to spend time with the little kids. It helped him, helped distract him from the leukemia that he had. So God knows best. You know, we need to rest in the fact that God has a plan and not stress, you know, everything's not going to be the same that it was, but rest in the fact that God knows what's best and he's planning our life curriculum. Be creative. Think of new learning formats or techniques like audio. You know, if you have never used audio with your kids, you will be amazed at how much this frees you up and teaches them so much too. And remember, character is so much more valuable than academics. So don't stress, don't get stuck on, oh, we're not where we're supposed to be in our math book by now. You can catch up later. You know, give your kids life credit for creatively interacting with the little ones and the toddlers and learning life skills. That's what life's all about. Sometimes there's other stresses you can't help. Company comes. For me, it was almost easier not having help um, live in help in the home when a baby was born because it kind of it messes with your schedule you know if you've got grandma there 24 7 it's hard for the kids to settle down and do school things just aren't as relaxed as they are so if that's the case if grandma comes to help that's great but cut back on school you know do some fun stuff instead some crafts or things that grandma can do with the kids but don't try to stick to the normal schedule that you would or you'll be really frustrated. <clears throat> there were other times, I've got another podcast and a blog about when our son Josh had leukemia. He was sick for seven months before he went to heaven. And during then, you know, I could not do school. At first I thought we're gonna do school, but I had to get more creative in having the kids read. They could do history, they could maybe do handwriting but they couldn't do the stuff that they needed my time for during that time. But we made up for it later. As I say, you know, if you've got things that happen in your life that are beyond your control, relax. It's God's plan for your family. <clears throat> Remember, too, that you are setting the groundwork for how your kids are going to react when they have kids of their own. Don't set the pattern of stress and bother but enjoy the season. Recognize that life, the seasons change through life. 
<clears throat> and it's, it's almost like you feel like you've got one season down pat, and here comes another, and oh, what do I do now? <clears throat> but realize that that's from God, and learn how you can enjoy the season. It really does end, and before you know it, and you don't get that time back. You know, now that my kids are grown, I just, I think, where did that time go? You know, if you're stressed and you're bothered and you're not enjoying the season you're in, you're not enjoying your kids, you're not building those relationships, you're going to regret it. Your kids are going to grow up and they're not going to want to be around you. They're not going to want, they're not going to have pleasant memories of growing up. And it's so much, relationship is what it's all about. That's what homeschooling is all about. That's what family is all about. It's not about accomplishing different tasks. And sometimes we can get so focused on, oh, I have to get these chores done. I've got to get this schoolwork done. And we can just forget about the people. It's the people. It's our kids. It's their, <clears throat> it's spending time with them. It's enjoying them. And you don't get that time back. So learn to make it an adventure. Whatever struggles you might be going through, whatever hardships, whatever um, overwhelming times that you're experiencing, make it an adventure with your kids. It, it really does depend a lot on your attitude. Your attitude toward your babies, your attitude toward your toddlers, your attitude toward your family. And it's something you need to constantly evaluate. You know, if you're feeling stressed, think, all right, is, is this homemade stress? Am I putting more stress on myself when I don't need to? How can I, like, step back and enjoy this season? How can I make it work in this season that we're in? I think that will help a lot. You know, newborns grow so quickly. They don't stay newborn for long. So enjoy that time. Snuggle that newborn. Hold them a lot. You can't spoil a newborn. You know, hold them. Let your um, older kids hold them. It's, it's not going to ruin them. You know, enjoy each other. Enjoy life together. That's what it's all about. So I hope that helps. Thank you so much for joining us today. And as I say, if you have issues you want to hear addressed, please let me know. I would love to hear from you. And be sure to check out our website with characterconcepts.com. We've got character curriculum from preschool all the way through high school. Lots of character through history. Lots of helps for family devotions. We try to make things simple and easy for parents. So we've got lots of help for you. And sign up to get emailings from us because we'd love to give away freebies to help you. So thanks for joining us today. And we've got some other exciting podcasts coming up. So be sure to subscribe to our channel because you'll want to hear some of the stuff we've got coming up. It's very exciting. I told you about the expert on um, what screen time does with kids. That's one of the ones coming up. We've got... An interview of the great, 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 great grandson of Thomas Nelson, signer of the Declaration of Independence. I am so excited to share that with you. Um, you know, I'm just constantly looking for things that I feel will be benefits to you and your family. So be sure to subscribe. We'll see you next week.